Um, yeah, so I didn't reply you until exactly 7 o'clock because guess who called me out of the blue? Was it Drew? Yep. And <laughs> I haven't talked to him in probably like two months. Like, it's been a long time since I've talked to him. And then I was like, well, I gotta go because my best friend is waiting for me. <laughs> the more important one here, clearly. I didn't have a ton of notes on this one. This was a movie that seemed very um, serious. It was described as like a drama comedy, but like more drama than comedy for sure. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of, I can, it's hard to find the comedy sometimes. I mean, there were some parts that I thought were pretty like funny. I could, you know, I could get a good laugh out of it, whatever. Uh, definitely a very sad comedy like it's yeah. a very sad comedy <laughs> yes yeah. um so this movie was racing with the moon and it was was this made in 1984 or 83 it was released in 84 so. 84 released in 84 and but it was yeah. based in like 1942 and so it was supposed to be about these guys that enlisted to serve um in you know world war ii and their experiences you know like what a couple months before they actually go off to boot camp and so it's these two best friends one of them is nicholas cage aka nikki and the other one is uh sean penn and his character's mm-hmm. name was henry Hopper. Um... yeah henry hop Henry Hop Hopper Nash. Henry Hopper Nash, because his last name was Nash. Yes. And he was called Henry. He was called Hop. He was called Hopper. And he was called <laughs> yeah. Nash. So he was yes. called literally everything. Yeah. He had four names. Um, yeah. And so it was pretty much just about their friendship and kind of the shenanigans they were getting into before they had to go and face the, I guess, real world um and life as a soldier in the Marine Corps. Um yeah, where do we want to start? Well, we could start by introducing ourselves. <laughs> nah. <laughs> um, I'm Jesse, And I'm Erin. And, and we're, we're the Cage, the Cage Queens. Queens. So I listened to our most recent one with Ozzy. On the mm-hmm. other ones he's like listened to on his own time. And it was definitely more awkward <laughs> when exactly. I was in the car with him because then I, there was like parts I was laughing at and I look over at him, he's straight face. <laughs> it's like, oh, you don't think this is funny? That's why I can't do it. I can't do it. The expectation of laughter is too high. <laughs> so I can't. I can't be disappointed. Yeah, that's very true. That's very true. We, You kind of already recapped the movie a little bit. But uh, I want to talk about the first appearance of our our lovely Nicolas Cage. So he is the best friend of our main character, Henry, and they work in a bowling alley setting pins. And what I really had to say about this is my grandpa actually did this uh, growing up. He He had that exact job, setting pins in the bowling alley. And he worked with my grandma's brother, and that's how they met and knew each other. Oh, it's a it's cute little story. Destiny for love. Like, wow. I yeah, honestly, when I saw that job, I I was like, damn, I never even thought that that was even a job that had to be done back then. And I was like, 
Mm-hmm. That's crazy. But of course you got Nick in his wife beater doing his thing. <laughs> looking all drinks. looking all buff, <laughs> swigging mm. from his little whiskey fifth or whatever he has. Uh mm-hmm. yeah. Um he wore that wife beater consistently (laughs) throughout the movie like that was his go-to outfit is nick in wife beater and you know he rocked it so Um, in that oh in that scene real quick did you notice uh when that kid that was throwing bowling balls at sean penn mm -hmm. um that kid was crispin glover from the best of times i knew yeah. that fucker looked familiar i was uh-huh. like who is this guy like i i recognize his face but he looks like bigger and so i was mm-hmm. like hmm so i just left it be i didn't i didn't investigate but i'm glad that you recognize that because i definitely noticed a familiar face well god look at them staying together staying strong <laughs> yeah they all have a lot of overlapping roles because uh Nick Nick Cage and Sean Penn were both, you know, roles in uh, Fast Times at Ridgemont High as well, mm-hmm. which came out around the same time. So a lot of overlapping roles with these uh, actors, which I guess is probably pretty common. Was Francis Ford Coppola the director at Fast Times or no? No. You know what movie that Francis Ford Coppola directed that I had no idea that he was like, I had no idea Mm. he was so successful. He directed The Godfather. Maybe that's common knowledge, but I didn't know that. I was like, I actually watched The Godfather for the first time in my life this past weekend. And that's how I saw that. I was like, oh, Francis Ford Coppola, you dirty bastard. You're coming up in all my shows. <laughs> I've never seen The Godfather, but I knew that he directed it. Damn. Yeah. So, must be common knowledge, but I don't know anything about movies, so I don't know why I have a podcast about movies. <laughs> that's funny as fuck. Uh, to drop revelations on you, I think. Yes. yes, exactly. Oh. Uh, bringing me in to the fucking real world. You know what else? Oh. Other revelations I've been realizing with this podcast is that I swear too much. So I gotta, I gotta tone it back. Uh, <laughs> I have been noticing like vocal tics that both of us have. <laughs> that I'm oh, not telling, God. I'm not bringing to light. I'm just editing some of them out. Yep. <laughs> Oh man, yes. One more thing to be insecure about. <laughs> I don't get them all because it's kind of hard. But <laughs> there's a there's a lot that gotta be oh gotta be uh, edited out there. Oh, that's funny. Um, all right. Back back to business. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, yeah. So. Sean Penn or Henry or whatever you want to call him. He gets in a fight with Crispin Glover. Ah, Gatsby boys. Very lame. After, you know, he's had enough and a drink gets spilled on some girl's shirt and Nicolas Cage like totally grabs her titty. I'm like, what the fuck? Yes. And yeah, there was literally like a fight breaking out and then Nicolas Cage is just over there like, mending to this like woman like hey i noticed you got some like some red drink on your sound like let me let me get that off your shirt that just happens to be like in the spot of your boob like 
didn't even try to like break up the fight was like nowhere near that situation because he's all focused in on the girl and i was like this is great because like we're starting to see that it literally all of his role so far he is the ladies man like that is the role that he is casted for and so Mm -hmm. um and you know what i was thinking to myself he isn't that bad looking in these roles like he's got some like he's got some muscles he's got the hairline you know he's got the dark eyebrows the light eyes like he is not that bad but his teeth were still train wrecked (laughs) in this film and that is literally his biggest downfall in this time of his life is his teeth are so bad yeah when you were describing like all his positive features all i could think of was i was like but yeah his teeth he's still working on it but those teeth yes exactly so i'm surprised he didn't get those fixed sooner because yeah he could have been he could have been more of a catch with the teeth fix but I guess everyone's gonna have a flaw. <laughs> That's his only one. <laughs> oh God. So, um, Hopper, Hop, whatever the fuck his name is, whatever his name is, I don't need to say fuck. <laughs> whatever his name is, um, he has a dog in a scene, and his dog's name. <laughs> His dog's birthday gift? Is that what you're going to talk about? Yep. So his dog's name is Argus. And he got, he comes in. And at first I I put notes on like his dog has sunglasses on his head, question mark. But it's like this little, how do you describe it? What is it? It's like an aviator, like helmet hat thing. Yeah. So it's like this aviator hat with like, you know, those little like built-in glasses, whatever. And so he's just goggles. wearing it on his head. Yeah, goggles. And um, he's wearing it on his head, just being a happy little dog. And then this um, Hopper comes up to, like, this girl with his dog. And the girl's like, oh, what's that on his head? And then he just, like, nonchalantly says, like, oh, he got it for his birthday. <laughs> like, it was something that was totally normal. And it was the cutest thing ever. But I, I was sad that, that, you know, the dog, that was really the main appearance of that dog like i didn't really Mm -hmm. didn't catch him in his cute little cute little ensemble again yeah i could have had more dog in the movie (laughs) could have had more dog definitely could have had more dog (laughs) what's your dog's name argus what's he wearing that for he got it for his birthday uh, yeah, I wrote in all caps, I loved the dog's B-Day gift. <laughs> yes, yep, I loved how, I, I just loved how it was a birthday gift. Like, no further explanation needed. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, So yeah, I guess the, the premise is, like, Hopper gets this crush on this girl that's kind of like, she's distant, but like, he, you know, he keeps making sure that he runs into her because he's just kind of like, infatuated with her because she's pretty or whatever and um so he kind of like follows her around and eventually like gets to go on a double date with her and her friend but he's not taking her to the date he's taking her friend and so they go to the roller rink and they get to go roller skating and i just love how that is a timeless activity and this 
um, makes me wonder how your roller skating has been going because uh, we both invested. Uh, I got roller blades, you got roller skates in 2020. And so I wanted to hear how your adventures with the roller skating have, have been going. Well, they're currently non-existent because it's not it's the right weather. It's for snowing them. and it's cold. Yeah, I probably took them out four or five times because the trouble was like i didn't want to go out on the weekends because there would be more people out on the weekends yeah and then i if i was going to go out on a weekday i didn't want to go right after working most of the time because like fuck if i feel like doing that um but uh yeah i made a fool (laughs) of myself a number of times um basically i would i was going on a bike path so people were actively using the bike path and every time um, people were coming towards me, I would try to do my best to stay to one side on the path Mm -hmm. without veering into the grass too much. Um, But I would always lose my balance no matter how well I was doing before that. As soon as I saw somebody, (laughs) I would start losing it. And then, uh, and then people would pass me and I'd be laughing hysterically because I'd be so embarrassed (laughs) and not knowing how to react. I couldn't, I by yourself look <laughs> like a fucking idiot laughing to myself oh my God. wearing elbow pads knee pads wrist guards yeah didn't put a helmet on Ooh, living on I'm the edge it yet i've not regretted it yet yes i got but. um so i got rollerblades and i used to like rollerblade when i was a kid but like i was never good at it it was just something fun mm-hmm. to do i was never never knew how to i just did it and so I got them again and I, you know, I got the full, like, um, you know, knee pads, wrist guards, all the, all the jazz. And I started out rollerblading with that. And I fell one time really hard on my butt because I tried to like jump a ledge and then, you know, I just landed on one foot and it just went whoop, and then I just straight fell on my butt. So I should, I should have had butt pads, <laughs> honestly, because that's like where I tend to fall the most. But um, towards the end of the fall. I took off my wrist guards and, but the very, you know, last couple times I rollerbladed, took off the knee pads. So I am building oh. this false confidence in myself that I'm not going to fall again, even though <laughs> I still don't know how to stop. I don't know how to do any cool tricks. I'm always so jealous of the people that can go around in circles, you know, with their blades. Okay. I just want to be able to do that, but I don't know even like know where to begin and training myself. So I'm just going to watch and envy and hope it comes to me one day. And then I'll be the grandmaster. Cause that's the only trick I want to learn how to do. <laughs> I saw them do it in this movie. And so that's what reminded me of it. My hardest fall was when I was practicing inside my apartment before <laughs> I had gotten my knee pads and elbow pads and stuff. Cause I didn't want to go out into the real world until I had some, some, some basic training. <laughs> Uh, but yeah the hardest fall was in my apartment and I was I don't know what the fuck oh I was trying to stop I'm pretty sure Mm -hmm. and um totally fell right on my ass but I hit it so hard that I almost considered stopping right then and there (laughs) yes it is a it's a very difficult thing to do at least for us because we're not athletically inclined in any sort of way and so it's um yeah it takes a lot of a lot of practice but anyways yeah so when you know hopper was in the scene and you know he was just trying to 
act like he knew what he was doing as far as roller skating goes but you know he was the first one to fall on his ass i was like can relate (laughs) (laughs) but yeah so the girl that he liked um she brought her date his name was michael and he like introduced himself like oh yeah i'm i'm in the air force and i got my wings and so you know he's like a big fucking deal and he's like super smooth like good looking all this stuff and then here's hopper like making a fool of himself out on the rink and he falls and then this girl was levitated towards hopper and i was like that doesn't make any sense (laughs) i think she already had a date lined up before hopper um had come along like but her friend needed a date and so she saw it as an opportunity to get him in the mix mm-hmm. and then when he injured himself it was a good opportunity for her to talk to him one-on-one so you think she was and being strategic it, about it the whole time i think i think she thought he was cute because i mean before that he kept kind of trying to run into her mm-hmm. in places and so they definitely noticed each other and i yeah. think that they that she she thought he was cute at least so but like this guy has been causing nothing but problems because so she worked in the library and so one of the places that you know he ran into her was the library and you know he tries to play it cool and like starts asking her name and talking to her and all this stuff and then he leans on the bookshelf and he knocks that son of a bitch over and (laughs) spills all the books and then like it topples down domino effect and oh i take it back you are definitely not harmless so like he's been nothing but problems but somehow she's still he she must be into quirky guys that's charming (laughs) isn't he though he's charming oh yeah he brought flowers so that's how that's how you get them that's all you need to do is just bring flowers and that will like reset (laughs) the thing that bothered me i think the most is how stalkery he is like he literally hopped on the back of the bus and followed her all the way home (laughs) saw where she lived (laughs) to find out that she lives in a, a mansion so uh Nick Cage also was there because he followed the bus in his car. I guess like, literally they could have just drove there. Like, like no, that's what I thought. I was like, why didn't they just follow the bus in his in car? car? Yeah, right. But um, he calls her a Gatsby, which I guess is mm-hmm. their class distinction between the rich and the poor. So mm-hmm. all the rich kids are just called Gatsbys, and all the poor kids are. I don't know what they're called. <laughs> they didn't have a slang term. I don't think they had a name. But again, this is that whole setup again in these movies where it's distinguished between the rich and the poor, and we can't cross over into the rich side of town. And oh, she's a Gatsby girl. You can't go after her. Like you can't have her. Um, but yeah. Um, so we found out that it appears that this girl that um Hopper is after, her name is Caddy. So it appears that um, she lives in a mansion, so they think that she is a rich girl. Um, But that doesn't stop Hopper from going after her regardless. Oh, Christ, she's a Gatsby. Yes, so there is a scene where Nick Cage gets drunk. And those are the best scenes by far because this guy knows how to act drunk. Like, he is the, like, 
epitome of just like sloppy mess. Like he is just, you know, he slurs his words. He says stupid shit. He's like, um, stumbling down and all this kind of stuff. And so him and Hopper get drunk in one of their scenes and, you know, they're just kind of talking and Nick's like, you know what? I want this. I want an eagle tattooed across my chest and there's a bird of freedom and all this kind of stuff. And, um, he all, he goes to like a tattoo parlor and asks, you know, how much, like, how much can I, <laughs> I have a dollar and like 58 cents um in my pocket um can i get this tattoo and the guy's like uh fuck no i uh um got a dollar 25 i got 13 cents a dollar 38 will get you a sparrow on your elbow <laughs> um i'm just trying to like look at a translator of how much a dollar like the value of a dollar 38 in 1942 i do this shit all the time do you have it up <laughs> i can find it real quick yes it's it's $22 today. So it was literally nothing. <laughs> $22 for a tattoo is exactly. still cheap as fuck. Exactly. Like, you can't get any tattoo for no, $22. No, I feel like you can't even get a dot. Like, that is nothing. <laughs> no, I mean, pretty much any place I've ever gone to, the minimum price of a tattoo is $50 flat. Yeah. Like, that is the minimum price of a tattoo. Yes. Oh. God. But I just can't imagine like a dollar thirty-eight for tattoo. Yeah, so I mean, he didn't he didn't end up getting anything, but my favorite line of his um was in that scene at 51 minutes and 13 seconds when he goes <laughs> in response to the, him not being able to get his tattoo. And he just like grunts and it's just oh, it's a really good sound. <laughs> But, um, at, like, I wrote down, because I'm reading my notes, at 53 minutes and 45 seconds-ish, Nick's face kind of reminded me of Drew. <gasps> it was just weird that you had just talked to Drew earlier today, and that I had a note that, like, never, I mean, I haven't talked to Drew since I sold my house. Yeah. So, so like, haven't he, like, he hasn't even been in, com like, in our conversations for how long, and then... All of a sudden, we both have something, like, weird. <laughs> it is weird. It's like, I must have conjured it, because I wrote this yesterday. Oh, you shit. Say? Yeah, he, he sensed it. He felt the urge to call me, because his, his nose was probably, like, itchy or whatever the superstition is about that. Uh, um, Yeah, so one of the big, I guess, drama things in this movie is Nick Cage gets a girl prego. And of course he does. so we know Nick's slamming without protection because mm -hmm. he's just a he's a wild child. And so and because he's poor, he doesn't have money to get an abortion. Um, which is a hundred it's hundred and fifty dollars, which I mean 1942 $150. I'm translating it. Thank you. Like, but the what doesn't make sense to me is in Fast Times at Ridgemont High, you know, a movie that's got like the students are set in the 80s. I mean, it's a movie set in the 80s. Yeah. 
the abortion in that movie, I think, also costs $150 in the 80s. But in the 1940s, maybe... I wonder if that's an accurate price. Right. Because I don't know if maybe they just... It has to be. They've been, like... They they tried really hard to get the time period yeah. correct on everything. So I can't imagine that that's wrong. But damn. It says... So it. this says it's about $2,400. And, I mean, maybe it was because, like, the technology and, like, you know, the, the medicine and the science and everything wasn't quite there yet in the 1940s. And so to get something done like that was more expensive but well, i mean yeah. the, the clinic that they went to it kind of sounded just like a rusty coat rack type of clinic even though they called it a clean abortion um that's it wasn't a clinic it was just a clean abortion it was yeah. in somebody's trailer i mean it was just like they probably somebody who is reputable for not killing yeah and so it seems like something like that for two thousand four hundred dollars that should have been cheaper. <laughs> it should have been cheaper. Should have been. But, um, yeah. That's yeah. Terrible. So then, um, Nick, you know, he has to get because he, he's not ready to be a daddy, and so he, um, he, you know, talks to Hop, and he's like, "Hey, like, will you help me get money for this abortion? Because, like, I, you know, I'm not, I'm not the commitment type, and so he's like." Um, they're trying to think of ways of getting money and all this. And so one way that they do it is hustling. And so they're, they're hustling a couple of seamen. Navy. (laughs) (laughs) AKA Navy soldiers. I don't know what they're called. (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) Um, so yeah, they, they find them in a bar and they're like, Oh, Hey, let's, uh, let's, you know, place a bet on who's going to win this game. And it's, you know, trying to get money for the abortion. And so this is where we find out that his um, other persona is Bud. He's Bud when he's hustling. Because in the last episode, we saw that, you know, his name was Nikki slash Bud. And we're like, whatever that means. But mm-hmm. turns out it's his hustling name. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, so of course that goes horribly wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, they try to hustle them, hustle these dudes in two ways by pretending that you know they don't know how to to shoot pool, and then also by not even having the full amount of money that they claim to have on them. So they had like I don't know what they had rolled up in there, but it wasn't real American currency at least. Yeah. So um, yeah, they. Did they get their asses beat, or did they just nearly get their asses just beat? Just nearly escaped getting their asses beat. Um, yeah, because I think they had, like, I don't know, like, maybe at most $10, and then the rest were just, like, not money. It just, like, kind of, like, like, fake money or something. And mm-hmm. so, because they lost, and so they somehow managed to escape that situation because it was, like, four guys against those two. And so they managed to weasel their way out of that, and yeah, it wasn't. I don't, yeah. I don't know what to say about it. They they didn't get their money because they lost. So yeah. Oh, and so they leave, and turns out they're late to Hop's own birthday party. Oh yeah. So 
They they get there and Nick Nikki's all upset because he doesn't have the money for the abortion. And he basically borderline asks Caddy for the money because they still think that she's hella rich, even mm-hmm. though it's it her mom is a maid in the rich house that she lives in, which is why she lives there. So she's actually just as poor as they are. And then um uh then Henry actually asks Caddy for the money, and sh- this is her opportunity to come clean and say, I'm not actually rich. But instead she says, I'll see what I can do or whatever. <laughs> and then she goes and she tries to steal some pearls. Like, fuck, is that your solution? For real. And But the, the weird oh, thing yeah. is, so she tries to steal the pearls, and the, the ladies who is you know, the the homeowner or whatever, like, walks in on her, like, trying to steal the pearls, and she's like, yeah, you can have them, like, <laughs> or we, we'll get you the money, like, you're fine, like, so just act, the money anyways, yeah, yeah, acting very nonchalant about it, but yeah, I don't see why, I don't understand why she acted like she was rich the whole time, like, it didn't, it said, like, why would they even, how would she even know that they think that she's rich? Like, did he go to her house before? Or No, well, so he or she... So the scene... I th- okay, I believe it's when she sees those ugly-ass shoes <laughs> in the store. The ugliest They're like shoes. blue slip-on shoes with like a... a- a ribbon tied around the ankle they're so ugly yeah they have they have like little like the silver bands like across oh yeah that's right so ugly 20 and so they go in and and she tries the shoes on she loves them she finds out they're 25 dollars, and she's like oh no i i can't buy these that's too expensive i can't afford to spend 25 dollars on shoes so she puts them back and um but she doesn't really say why she does at the time and so they leave the store and uh henry hopper or whatever is all like oh why didn't you get the shoes and she's like you can't just buy everything you want you know that's right i can't i'm just kidding you gatsby girl and so i think that's when she realizes she's like oh he thinks that i'm rich mm. but i'm not and i think she's just she she does say like that she's scared that or she thought that he only wanted her because she was rich mm-hmm. or because he thought she was rich. So I guess she was just insecure in the end. So. <laughs> uh, aren't we all? Um, I looked yeah. up $25 is apparently worth $400 today. I have no idea if this calculator is right. I'm on in 2013.com. I have no idea the validity of this website, but um, I'm just spitting numbers. And so it says $400, but I don't know. Are you going to your trusty website? Yes. Mine's saying $414. Okay, so we're, we're ballpark. <laughs> wow. 400 That's... I mean, people do spend that much on shoes today, but like those shoes were ugly as yeah, fuck. Yeah, not even worth it. Yeah, so he finds out she's not rich because eventually, oh, because they end up, you know, with the money that they're able to get from, you know, the lady who actually owns the house, um, coughs up the money. And so then she kind of, uh, Caddy pretends like she was able to get them the money. So they go get the abortion and then, um, 
So nigga, you know, is clearly like wiping the sweat off his head. Like he's like, nice, somebody else solved my problems for me. <laughs> Love that. Um, and so then on their car ride home, they're just talking about like, oh, that could have killed her. And then all of a sudden Caddy's like, pull the car over. I want to get out. And so that's where she like comes clean that she's not rich. And then, then it was, you know, that was kind of, I guess, the dramatic, like, oh, no, what's going to happen next? But obviously, we all knew they were still going to get back together. Um, oh, that's when um, Nikki and Henry, they get in a big fight. Oh, yeah. They stop talking to each other for a minute because Henry's like, you should have been there for her. You should have, like, been in there. Like, that's, you know, your your responsibility to be there for her. Um, even though she did say that she didn't want him there, he was, there was a lot of conflicting yeah. feelings and issues and a lot happening. Um, but then they, they reunite later, uh, because, you know, they're best buds and they're going <laughs> off to places unknown. Don't they reunite at like the, on top of the bowling alley on the roof? Or at the bowling alley. Because I remember that Nick Cage is in his... He's in his wife beater. And he has his whiskey. They might be at the bowling alley. I don't remember. Eh. I didn't put a lot of note on that one. I, didn't, I literally stopped taking notes when I found out that... <laughs> Caddy's mom was the maid. I don't have any notes after that. <laughs> Just gave up. I was like, uh, well, that was a... There's a shocker. Yeah, so... Henry he he gives Caddy a treasure map before this is before they leave obviously he gives her a treasure map that leads her to a present that he got her and he's hiding behind a tree or whatever waiting for her to get <laughs> being the, the typical stalker that he is <laughs> yes uh, the present is those ugly ass shoes I don't know how he got the money for it I'm assuming he signing bonus <laughs> <laughs> money for the shoes and they have a tearful moment together and then uh the next scene is the train scene the good the big goodbye that they have where um everybody says goodbye to each other and then the train's literally leaving pulling out of the station and nick cage and sean Penn are still at the uh they're on the platform or whatever it is equivalent to i don't think there was a platform no. i think it was just on the dirt but um, they're still hanging out there as the train's leaving and they they look at each other and then they run after the train and they hop on and, you know that's the big goodbye and this you know it ends and you see them uh on the back of the train as it's leaving but you can tell that nick cage is clearly winded from running <laughs> after <the> train. <laughs> like he's clearly huffing and puffing at the end of that um, not as physically fit as we're uh, made to believe. <laughs> and then I don't think he really had a monologue this time. I was, yeah, I kept waiting for it. I, I was like, you know, he's going to do something about the eagle. He's going to do something about the abortion and not wanting to be a dad. Like there are so many moments when he could have gone off on a tangent about nothing but he didn't and i think that's uh you know another downfall that and the dog <laughs> um i think the closest he came to like anything monologue lengthwise was the scene where he was 
um, singing into the mop head while they were cleaning. He was singing. Oh, yeah. Because that was a, it was just like a really long scene where it followed him and he sang, like it didn't, the camera didn't break from him and he sang for a long time and then he, he, had, he had a line right after that. Maybe a couple lines. But that might have been like his longest moment. But he didn't, yeah, he had a couple small like little speeches but not very like a monologue. Yeah, I would say like this role in general didn't have very many like iconic cage type stuff like there was no dramatic faces there were not really that many dramatic phrases they really like kept the mega actor in check so that he didn't outshine his um colleagues um because he he just seemed like a regular ass actor in this movie and so there was nothing really to i guess differentiate him from anybody else mm -hmm. um my favorite uh nick cage line uh was when they were they were in the game when they were hustling mm -hmm. and the nick, nick cage thought they were about to win and he yelled oh eat marshy head you're dead <laughs> I saw that. I was I was gonna I was gonna write that down as my as my line, but I was like, I already got the bull. <laughs> so I was like, uh, hopefully Aaron gets this one. <laughs> it was one of his best ones. It really was because I mean, otherwise he was pretty misogynistic and kind of an asshole. But yeah. I mean, he was really living his best life, playing his best role. Yeah, there was one scene where I guess they were maybe it was at like a hospital or something and like the nurses were training how to take care of soldiers that were like wounded and stuff. And so they needed volunteers to pretend like they were hurt or whatever. And so Nick Cage and Sean Penn volunteered to be those soldiers. And so they're kind of like lying on the, the gurney. Is that what it's called? Um, and, uh, you know, someone like picked Nick Cage up and then he just went around slapping ass as like they were as they were carrying him away, and I was like, "Who the fuck is this guy?" I didn't notice he was slapping ass. Yeah, I was probably writing down what they were doing at that part. Oh because... yeah, he was definitely just like putting his hands out, just like smacking whatever he could. Yeah, I I really only wrote down that they were pranking during that because. <laughs> Uh, the end of the they were somebody was in charge of playing that record of like war noises yeah and they took over for him and told him to like go do something else and then they put on some funky music yeah. instead yeah crazy cats classic pranksters yeah so i would say this movie so far is probably one of the more dull nick cage movies just because i guess it was more of a it was kind of more of a serious topic. It was, you know, one where he was not the primary role. Um, so I guess if you're looking for that side of Cage, it, I thought it was a pretty good movie, though. Like, it wasn't oh, yeah. it wasn't that hard to watch. Like, it was it wasn't like boring or anything like it was it was captivating. And so it was a good movie, but it was just not like a, a silly Cage movie. <laughs> yeah. Um it was definitely a good movie. Uh, still probably 
isn't going to be my favorite Nick no. Cage movie. No. I already know it's not. Um, but I think it was still a good role for him. He still got a lot of lines and was able to really act a part. Um, you know, I think he definitely got more screen time in this one than he has yeah. in the last few that we've watched. So, uh, I'm excited still to keep on watching. I know. Yeah. <laughs> good for us. He has like, what, a total of 89 movies. So <laughs> we're barely skimming the surface. <laughs> With still stuff to come, um, because I think he's doing. I mean, we'll we'll see it that uh, untitled Joe Exotic project. Oh yeah, the mini series that's in pre production. But like, I, we're gonna end up having to probably transition into TV if mm-hmm. if that becomes a thing. I mean, if he starts going into TV shows, then. <sighs> I know we're not going to stop till Nick Cage stops. And so hopefully that's not going to be anytime soon. (laughs) So what do we have for next week's film? Let's see. Our next movie is the cotton club, which uh, was released in 1984 and it was directed by our boy Francis Ford Coppola. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Um, and once again, Nick Cage is not the main character in this one. Um, he's even further uh, down on the list here. I don't know much about this movie. So the Cotton Club was a famous Harlem nightclub. This is the story of the people who visited this club as well as the people who ran it. And the film is generously peppered with the jazz music that made the Cotton Club so renowned in the 1920s and 30s. Wow, we just keep going earlier and earlier in the decades. What this mm-hmm. film was in the 40s, and now our next week's film's in the 20s and 30s. Geez, what era can't Nick Cage act in? <laughs> He's so versatile. Yeah. I'm actually really curious to see what kind of character he plays because I mean, I expect him to play a very specific type of character if he's in the 20s and 30s, like a bootlegger or something like that. Yeah, some sort of you know i just i expect him to be doing something shady i'm looking forward to his look too because this is going to be a look that we have yet to see from him and so hopefully he brings it Mm -hmm. as he usually does i'm so excited but i bet we have to rent this one too oh yeah i feel like we got lucky when we got what two free ones and in the beginning like from here on out like we're we're paying for this shitty shit shitty shit shit um yeah but weird why is it showing me that i don't want the cotton club encore what the fuck because cotton club encore maybe is that the same thing it must be because it says 1984 okay Okay, Francis Ford Coppola's lavish da 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 comes. It's newly remastered and restored with never before seen scenes and musical sequences. I want to watch the regular length. (laughs) I don't want this revitalized bullshit. (laughs) Well, did you see how long it is? It's over two hours long because it has extra clips and stuff in it. Oh, two hours and 18 minutes? Hey, it's got Diane Lane in it. Another Diane Lane one. Hmm. 
What's the regular? Oh, the regular length of the movie is two hours and seven minutes. So just oh, kidding. So... It's going to be long as fuck no matter what. Oh, no. I hope this one's I entertaining. Guess... I guess we watched the Cotton Club Encore. At least it's free. Yeah. That's all that fucking matters on <laughs> For real. All right. Well, then, I guess until uh, next time. Bye. I ain't coming back here. I want nothing to do with this place.